Welcome to Career Crashers, where we tell the stories of those who are not content to wait around following rules and hoping for good things to happen. Great careers aren't found, they're forged. It's time to crash the party. On this episode of Career Crashers, I'm joined by Amanda Grimmett. Now, we have the pleasure of having Chuck Grimmett who works with us uh, here at Crash on an episode before. And uh, I knew we needed to bring on his wife, Amanda, because she's got a pretty cool story. So Amanda, I'm going to do a, a quick setup. From Yours is one of those career launch stories where you could look at it and say on the surface, oh, okay, so she got a degree, graduated, applied for a job, got hired. Oh, so she just, you know, got the degree, put it on her resume, it worked. But I know that that's not what happened, or rather that more than that happened. You did a lot of things that most people do not do when it comes to just sort of like, you know, you didn't just put a degree on your resume and get hired because of that. So talk to me about what you did do to win that first career opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, looking back, I'm really glad that I did do it this way because now as somebody who hires, um, I know that what I did was what I am looking for now. So really glad that it worked out. Um, Silly me likes to be an overachiever and I was involved in a lot of extracurriculars and what it came down to is the extracurriculars and the jobs that I had on campus were the reasons that I was able to leverage the position that I'm in now um, and it was really the starting point. So if I had just had my English degree, which was great, like I love reading, I love literature, I had a blast, um, but that's not what did it for me. What did it was... Um, my job working in the external relations office, uh, doing events for the college. And that gave me a solid three years of experience that I could put on the resume. Um, so they saw that I wasn't just some schmuck coming off the, off the streets with nothing else to offer of value, but the fact that I could like read Tolkien and, you know, talk about it like an intelligent person. So, um, yeah, it was really, it was the jobs on campus. It was the extracurricular stuff and the ability to show that I could juggle a lot of different things at once. You are now a, I might get your title wrong, so correct me, a project manager at Convene. Is that correct in New York? So it's, um, this kind of goes into my story too. Um, always saying yes to opportunities that come. And with that, in a growing company, your title evolves every day. Um, so currently I'm the area community corporate events manager, which means I am the project lead for all of our client-facing events it can be. So when we're trying to make sales um, and we want to make our clients feel like they're part of something special and we want them to feel appreciated and loved, I put on those events. Um, and I'm also in charge of um, the community programming that happens in our workspaces and working with our on-site community managers to coach them and build out their calendar. So I have two jobs currently um, where you do the role. Um, but Again, that's, and that's evolving too. So it's, it's one of those things where when this goes up on YouTube, it'll probably be different um, and that's okay. And then if somebody watches this a year later, it'll be different again, but that's good. And that's kind of the point. So from my understanding, Amanda, when you interviewed for the, your first role there, this entry level role, you actually on the spot were offered a higher level role than the one you were interviewing for. Is yeah. that true? Yeah, that's so true. It was nuts. They put me in the leadership advancement program, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, and they hired me to do more than I thought I would actually be responsible for, um, just because I had actual experience and was willing to learn and grow. And when they asked 
actually, this is my favorite interview question. Um, they asked me when I was 22 years old, what do you think a company owes its employees? And I said, an opportunity to learn and grow. And that's what Convene has given me and really excited about it. And because of that, like mentality and, and everything else, they said, all right, let's, uh, we're going to bank on you. And it's been awesome. So a lot of people might say, okay, well, I've, I've got some experience, you know, volunteering or maybe working on, on a campus job like you did. It's not just having that experience. It's also packaging and selling that experience to, to show the company that it's relevant to them specifically. Talk to me a little bit about, because I know you're a researcher and a preparer, and I know, I know you didn't apply to this job and go in without being prepared and learning about the company and learning how to sell your previous experience. Talk to me about the process you went through to prepare so that you didn't just shoot in an application and cross your fingers. What else were you doing? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the first thing is every company ever has a website. So look at the website and read it. Um, they always have a culture and about us page. Read about that because the company actually puts really good stuff in there that you can use. Um, and companies like Convene, where I work now, um, they don't just say their mission and vision statement. They actually believe it and they use it and they live by it. So the fact that I read that, paid attention to it and tried to factor in those characteristics into the way I pitched my resume and the way I talked about things when um, I was in a room with the actual interviewers helped a lot. So for us, our four core principles are grit, we call it, genuine, relentless, integrity, and teamwork. So to the teamwork point, I would point to, when they asked me about projects that I did, um, I would point to how we accomplish it as a team. I, and little subtle cues like that show that you're paying attention. Um, and then even tying back to it later and saying, you know, I really appreciate about this company, the fact that being genuine is important. Sometimes in hospitality, you don't get that. You get the plastered on smile um, at the hotel and you don't feel like you're actually making a connection with anybody. And I, I really appreciate that this is the kind of company that values genuine interactions between people. Um, and that goes a long way because it shows that you did your homework and it shows that what matters to the company matters to you as well. And so to that point, it's also important that when you're applying to companies, you're applying to companies that you actually do jive with. Um, that's another just like huge career piece of advice that I have is like, don't work for a company that you don't genuinely believe in. And if their mission statement doesn't seem like it's something you can get behind, then you're probably not going to be able to get behind your day to day at that job either. So just pay attention. You know, it's funny. A lot of people approach, especially that first job, they approach the job seeking process and the interview process, especially as if, as if it is a a trial, a, a court case, or they're, they're being interrogated or it's a test. And the company is like, if you answer correctly, you'll earn a paycheck. If you don't, you'll be booted out. In reality, it's a mutual exploration. It's a lot like dating and companies actually want you to succeed. So they give you so many hints, like the, the amount of times companies are like begging you to to get the right answer by providing a lot of info on the website. It's, it's amazing if you just read it and say, oh, they want me to understand it this way, you know? It matters, absolutely, I'm 100%. 100%. When, when you're hiring people and, or interviewing people, what are a few things that you've noticed? And I know you've done a lot of career coaching for young people as well on the job market. What are a few really standout things that you've seen that you wish more people would do? Yeah, I think um, ask, having questions ready for the interviewer that you want to ask um, and intelligent questions too. Like, 
Don't just ask like, why do you like it here? Ask them questions about their day to day or generally the people who are interviewing you are people, once you get past the initial HR phase, are people that you're going to be working with on a day-to-day capacity. So asking them about how they see your two roles intertwining. So, hey, Isaac, I know I'm, I don't report to you directly, but I'm going to be on your team. How do you see the two of us working together on a day-to-day basis? What kinds of things do you like in a team member? Things like that that show that you're more than just that resume, that that you actually have more going on up there. Um, And also just being genuine. Like, everybody's super nervous, and it's okay, um, but just being yourself, and it's so cliche, right? Like, everybody's like, just be yourself, and you'll be fine. But, like, actually, please, like, just be a normal person, (laughs) and you'll be so much better than, than a lot of other candidates. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, again, the dating analogy is useful. Like, if you want to know if this is going to be a productive relationship, you need to know what the person's actually like, not the version that puts on a performance, you know. So you have, you, you mentioned, you know, you've moved up really fast and you've had a habit of saying yes to things that are thrown your way, taking on additional responsibilities, trying new things. How would you respond to someone that says, yeah, but I don't want to, I'm worried about sort of being exploited or being overworked. Yeah. Um, I think um, if you have that mentality, you can have a really great nine to five job that probably maxes out at 50 grand a year. Um, And that's fine. And you know what? The reality is some people, that's exactly what they want. And that's okay, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But if you do want the rapid growth, like if I look at our C-suite executives here, they work weekends. Um, they send emails at 10, 11 PM, right? So it's not, um, it's not exploitive if you actually are leading into it and that's something that you actually want. Um, yeah, I, I would say it's not a, it's not like level specific. So if you're working your ass off now, you're probably going to be working your ass off for the rest of your life. And if you want to stop, that's cool. But uh, if you want to get to that next level, you have to keep going. And seeing our executive team pushing that way too has really helped me understand like, all right, if you want this, this is what you've got to do. And if you don't want that, again, totally fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. Live your okay. Life. Leave us with one tip. If you could go back to your 18, 19 year old self, if there's one skill or one thing that you would have been even better off than you are now if you would have learned early, what would, what would that be? And doesn't have to be like the one answer for all, but just something that comes to mind that if you would have known it, you would have had even more of a leg up. Um, I think that you have, and it sounds kind of rude, but you have more time than you think you do. Um, so spend more time listening and less time trying to prove yourself, right? Like if you do a really good job, you follow through what you say you're going to follow through on, which like, by the way, is the bare minimum, right? But gets you so much farther than a lot of other people. If you just do what you say you're going to do, you're automatically light years ahead. So if you do that um, and you say yes and you learn and grow, um, you will be on your way. Uh, I feel that I spent a lot of time, and I see this in younger colleagues now, I spent a lot of time trying to prove myself and maybe speaking when it wasn't appropriate um, because I wanted to show, like, I'm in this thing. I can do it. You can trust me. And it's like, no, we already trust you because you're here. Um, So just knowing that, like, you're still young. It's okay. You're going to get there. You don't have to get there tomorrow. 
um, which is something I still struggle with, by the way. I'm like, why am I not running the whole company yet? <laughs> That's insane. That's absolutely insane. But um, yeah, knowing that you have time and you're on your way and it takes time, but to listen and learn from those around you instead of trying to, to prove yourself constantly because the work that you do and the attitude that you have is what's proving yourself. Hey, Amanda, I love it. Uh, we'll put links to your social and website and stuff. If anybody wants to follow you, Amanda is one of those people that when you meet, you just feel a little bit like, wow, I should have my shit together more like Amanda does. <laughs> I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I'm fooling somebody. That's great. <laughs> Thanks so much, Amanda. Take care. Like what you hear? Go to crash.co and join the career revolution. If you want to share your own career crash story, send it directly to me at isaac at crash.co. 